The Retrogasmic Podcast is brought to you by Rosemary.nz, a one-woman business that designs and makes beautiful hot rod, rock and roll, and Kiwi Aina-themed men's shirts. Hop on to Rosemary.nz and see the vast selection of fabric choices and designs. That's Rosemary.nz. We interrupt this program to give you a bulletin just received from one of our naval units at sea. A large object traveling at supersonic speed is headed over the North Atlantic. Once a normal, voluptuously beautiful woman, she drove into a nightmare of horror and saw descending from the sky. Just a minute, ladies and gentlemen, I think something is happening. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Retrogasmic Podcast. I'm your happy host, Didi Deluxe. Uh, here in New Zealand, we're back into lockdown for a week, and uh, even though the cicadas are chirping away in the background, going through two lots of soundproof walls, I'm sure you can hear them. <laughs> There's not much we can do about it because the little creatures keep going 24-7 up until about April. So uh, never mind. Just uh, pretend you've got tinnitus. Today's show um, is a follow-on from the last episode. Um, we did songs you didn't know were covers previously, and... Uh, it had so many downloads and we had so many comments that uh, we've listened to you and we're going to do another one. So there's, there's lots and lots of songs out there that uh, people think were, you know, were big hits and were written by the people that sung them. And, and quite often that isn't the case. I'm going to kick you off with this one. And uh, I'm sure you remember the one that was the big hit. So, uh, no, this isn't a share song.
That was the wonderful Betty Everett. Now, that was the, the Shoop Shoop song recorded in 1964. Now, Betty Everett was uh, one of those people who... She had songs covered at a later date by lots of people, so this wasn't um, by any means the only time this happened. Um, she released a kind of bluesy version of the Clint Ballard song You're No Good, which of course was a huge number one hit for Linda Ronstadt much later on. And she also had a song called I Can't Hear You, which was covered by quite a lot of people, including Dusty Springfield and Helen Reddy. And uh, in 1980, Elvis Costello covered one of her songs called Getting Mighty Crowded. So it seems like she was one of those artists that uh, did it first and then other people thought, oh, that's kind of cool. So next up, we've got Big Mama Thornton with a song that went on to be an absolute worldwide smash. You ain't nothing but a hound wonderful Big Mama Thornton from 1952 with the original of Hound Dog. Now, of course, that was an absolute huge worldwide hit for Elvis Presley. Now, the the story goes that uh, 
Mama Thornton was paid a hundred US dollars for that song, and uh, obviously it went on to make probably millions for the uh, the Elvis camp. Uh, after Elvis's death in seventy seven. Uh, Mama Thornton was interviewed and she was asked how did she feel about that the fact that she got a hundred bucks and and Elvis made a, an absolute fortune out of her song and she looks at the camera and smiles and says I'm still here enjoying spending my hundred bucks <laughs> good honor here's Hank Ballard and the Midnighters from 1959 with the song that went on to give Chubby Checker an entire career An interesting character. He was born John Hendry Kendricks in 1927, and he was probably one of the the first recording artists to help establish the the rock and roll genre, shall we say. Released a handful of singles in the early 60s, uh, including some of the early uh, what we refer to now as answer songs. So, uh, "Work with Me Annie" was a big hit, and then uh, uh, he followed that up with a song called "Annie Had a Baby," and then. Annie's Aunt Fanny. <laughs> so he, he milked the Annie theme, shall we say. Um, he wrote and recorded The Twist in 59, and of course Chubby Checker had a massive hit, and as I said before, built an entire career off of that. 
He had a number of hits in the 50s and then a solo career in the 60s and uh, was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in about 1990, I think. A very talented and hard-working guy and, and often overlooked. So this next song was a huge hit for a band that I will freely admit I utterly hated when I was a young teenager. Back then I was listening to uh, good old rock and roll and Jimi Hendrix and the new punk that was coming out and uh, this was basically everything that a a young emerging rebel would detest. (laughs) Now, what I didn't realise is that this is a cover and lo and behold... The original is actually a bloody good song. Here's the Melodians. And there he went 
Utterly wonderful and so, so much better than the disco version by Boney M. I'm sorry, I'm sure they're lovely people. Now, the Melodians were a, uh, I guess you'd call them a rock steady band. They were formed in Greenwich Town, which is uh, part of Kingston, Jamaica, in 62, 63, I think, by Tony Brevett. Tony Brevett was a bit of a child prodigy, won a load of talent competitions and... Uh, Trevor McNaughton, who was another musician in the area, contacted him when he was 14 and decided to put a band together. Yeah, they they recorded some pretty cool stuff. They worked with the legendary uh, Prince Buster and Ken Booth. They were one of those bands that churned out kind of great rocksteady, ska, reggae-style stuff from the Dodd Studio One label. They had a whole bunch of hits and, uh, yeah, kind of pretty much the same vibe on every song but uh, obviously all done in one take and a great great groove I highly recommend it so check them out the Melodians Ooh, I feel retrogasmic now this next song I was absolutely 100% sure that the the big hit in the 70s was in fact the original just shows how wrong you can be Thank you. 
So that was a band called The Eleventh Hour with the original recording of Lady Marmalade, which was on Lady Marmalade, which was obviously a huge, huge hit for All Saints um, in the late 90s, I think. And uh, I think Christina Aguilera did a version of it. And, uh, and of course, uh, the big, big version by Patti LaBelle, which was a massive worldwide hit. Now, the, my apologies for the somewhat um, iffy recording quality. That band were basically a bunch of session musicians. And the guy singing was Kenny Nolan, who was one of the writers of the songs. And it definitely, uh, it definitely does sound like a bit of a demo to me. It obviously worked because that song has been covered and been a hit by uh, many, many people over the years. Now, Patti LaBelle uh, was the, the lead vocalist on the big hip was apparently completely oblivious to the uh, the overall message of the song. I mean, basically, the song is about a prostitute, and "Voulez-vous uh, coucher avec moi" basically means "Will you sleep with me tonight?" And uh, she said, "I didn't know what it was about. I don't know French, and nobody, I swear, this is God's truth. Nobody at the time told me what I just sung about, <laughs> which is which is pretty funny." <laughs> so, if I was to say to you. What song is the ultimate girls' night out song? What is the ultimate bunch of girls out at a club, all singing, all partying, all having fun? Guess what? It was originally written and sung by a man. I know your love 
So that was Robert Hazard, an American musician uh, who basically, I suspect, lived off the fact that Cindy Lauper made that into one of the, the biggest kind of chick hits of all time, excuse the uh, description. He was the son of an opera singer. He grew up in Springfield in Delaware, Pennsylvania. And, um, you know, he was a, a, a good working musician. Um, unusual kind of career. He started out as like a, a Dylan-esque folk singer. And then he spent about six or seven years singing country and western. And then somehow he spent a few years in a reggae band before finally ending up doing kind of electro-pop. So uh, he was nothing if not eclectic. Um, he was a lifelong heavy smoker and unfortunately died of uh, pancreatic cancer, I think, just before his 60th birthday. So uh, a short but uh, very productive life. Ooh, I feel retrogasmic! Now, our next song went on to be one of Dusty Springfield's biggest ever hits. And interestingly enough, the original was in Italian.
So that was the wonderful Pino Donaggio with the original of You Don't Have to Say You Love Me, which I think in Italian is something like Loce Non Vivo Senza Te, which kind of translates to I Who Do Not Live Without You, I think. Um, answers on a postcard if I've got that wrong. But that was a, that was a big hit in 1965 for him in, uh, in Italy. And the following year, of course, Dusty did her utterly astonishing version of it with the English lyrics. It reached uh, number one in the UK singles chart and number four in the Billboard Hot 100. Uh, the song subsequently charted in the UK via remakes by Elvis Presley. I think got to number eight or nine. Guys and Dolls got to like number five. Uh, Denise Welsh, I think it was like a top 20. But the, uh, the Elvis Presley version, I think, was released a couple of times and got to number 10 or number eight in the States as well. Here's the Marvelettes from 1961. And that brings us, unfortunately, to the end of another show. Now, before I forget, that song by the Marvelettes, Mr. Postman, 
had Marvin Gaye playing drums. He was a mate of the band and apparently played drums on quite a lot of their early recordings. There you go. You heard it first here. Thank you again to our wonderful sponsor, rosemary.nz. Um, I know all of you desperately want a nice retro bowling shirt, so check out the website. She'll post them anywhere in the world, and uh, they are beautiful. I mean, you can get something absolutely unique for the, the price of something rubbish you'd get in your local high street. Support her, support us. Thank you, guys. So we're back into lockdown for uh, hopefully not much more than a week. If you're out there surviving the zombie plague, please stay safe, be sensible, look after each other, and uh, we'll see you next time. Retro